Hello, um, my name is Professor Sandra Nicholson and I'm Chair of ASME and I welcome you to what is actually our fourth ASME Bite Size offering to you. And tonight I've got with me a medical student um, who was one of my medical students when he registered for an integrated degree in uh, medical education at Bart's QMUL. And um, his name is Luca Julian. And um, he's going to talk to us tonight about his project. And I'm very excited to hear what, what he has to say. So we are doing a video and a podcast this time. So you have a selection of different media to listen to uh, what Luca has to say. And uh, we will follow this up uh, next week. Hopefully, we will let you know with a webinar where we will have Luca's co-supervisors for his project, which is Sally Sandover and Julia Blitz. And Sally is from Australia, Curtin University, and Julia is um, from Stellenbosch University, um, in South Africa. So Luca, first of all, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you chose to do an IBSC in medical education. Yeah, so um, my, name is, so my name is Luca. I'm just finished my fourth year of the undergraduate degree at Bart in the London. Um, I did my integrated degree in medical education at Queen Mary, um, so internally, uh, last year um, and graduated in July. Um, so it was in medical education. Um, the reason why I did medical education was because uh, I wanted to learn more about how to become a better teacher once I graduate to other medical students, um, mostly because of personal experiences. So when I was a medical student on clinical placements, I really saw the difference um, of, of teaching quality from junior doctors, from registrars and consultants. Um, and from that experience, it re-triggered really my desire to to learn new skills and new ways to teach students to make sure that you know, they don't feel outside of the of, of a care team or, or they feel like their time on the ward is worthwhile and better than just reading textbooks but you specifically um and i remember you specifically sought me out um to supervise your dissertation because you had a particular interest tell us what your interest was that you wanted to do your research project on yeah, so obviously part of the degree is to do a, a dissertation at the end of the year. And what's great about medical education is that we got to choose the topic that we wanted to choose. Uh, and within that, I decided to choose to investigate um, the concept of social accountability. Um, the reason why that is, is because um, through my, my training, obviously the training is in East London. Um, and I personally felt that sometimes I didn't feel enough connection with the local community in terms of teaching. Um, and so I wanted to find out why and, and if there is a, uh, an area of research um, to be looked into within medical education um, to engage the community that the medical school is located in and to essentially make us better doctors for that population. Um, so from that point onward, I got in, in contact with you because you're, you're quite an expert in that area and you've introduced me to that to that word social accountability which is quite a, a big word and something that took me quite a long time to understand but it it definitely um it definitely kind of struck what i, I was looking for um when i was looking to do research on um yeah and it was great i, I spent from my, that whole year last year and this year we had the opportunity to do another dissertation so i continued that project yes i remember you you indicated to me that you would quite like to travel um, and, and unfortunately, um, that hasn't happened, um, no. but we can talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so social accountability, um, what, what 
do you think that means to you now? So for, for me, social accountability is essentially how a school uses its resources to, to engage and to serve the community that it's located in. Obviously, that's a very broad definition, but I think it's necessary to have a broad definition because you're looking to have this concept applicable to any schools worldwide. So that means different geography, different population, different demographics. Um, so it needs to be quite a broad concept. But for me, um, social, social accountability needs to be um, a value that, that should be incorporated or thought about um, in any strategy that the school takes and to implement. Mm -hmm. Um, that can be short term, such as just engaging the community and, and stakeholders into, into the design of, of, of curriculum strategies or even the teaching delivery. Uh, it can be longer term thinking about, you know, encouraging students and graduates to stay within that community if, we, if we've identified that there's an understaffed area um, uh, that, that we need to, to account for. Or it can even be further and ultra long term um, thinking about you know, doing outreach programs and, and setting up support systems to make sure that young people from that community feel empowered enough to join the, the, the medical school and, and increase the health status of the community from within instead of, of bringing um, people from an outside to, to help that community. I mean, this, this isn't just, just your idea, is it? So, so, so tell me a little bit about... Um... Uh, the theory behind that and, and what you based those definitions and those ideas on. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, it was very broad definition. So, two main guidelines um, brought the brought in the expertise from experts in medical education around mm -hmm. the world, um, and these are the Global Consensus for Social Accountability and the Aspire for Excellence. Um, both of which created and developed separate recommendations for schools. Yeah with general principles um, that they should abide by and implement when they're developing that curriculum. What, what we did is that we, we um, mixed these two recommendation guidelines together to have a template that outlines recommendations for, for schools like Queen Mary and other schools um, that revolves around um, explicit statements uh, about social accountability, um, the structural collaboration with, with local stakeholders, um, the governance of the school, student selection, internal review. So all this, so many different aspects of running a medical school, which mm. from these guidelines have explicitly outlined, you know, this is something that we should be thinking about every time we make, we, we make a decision. And that can be from admission processes to, to assessment tools. So it's very, very broad. Thinking about that, what would be really helpful for people who who are listening uh, either to the podcast or watching the video is that we'll attach a link so people can look at the, um, the actual research which is associated uh, to, to your project. So, so tell me about um, what you actually did initially with um, Barts and the London and then Curtin University. The project last year recruited two schools. So it recruited naturally Queen Mary because that's the school that, that, we're, that, that I was learning in. Um, <laughs> And we also recruited another school in Western Australia, and that's Curtin. There's two main reasons why we chose that school. Um, the first reason is that we wanted to choose a school that was located in a, in a completely different area to Queen Mary to see how the same recommendations were materialized into, into strategies and to see whether that different location, the different demographic and different populations that we're serving, whether they impacted how the schools 
where we're kind of interpreting social accountability to be. And the second reason was because Curtin was actually built quite recently. Um, and the reason why it was built, it was built essentially on social accountability. Um, it was built for that purpose of, of um, benefiting the local population of Western Australia and the rural, um, rural population because they had identified previous to creating the university that this was a need they needed to, to, to address. So we thought that it was a great school to compare with, with Queen Mary because we thought a lot of strategies would fulfill the social accountability principles. So, so tell me a little bit about your methods. What, what did you yeah. do to compare the two schools? Yeah, so we asked both schools to send us um, university prospectuses and, and curriculum documents, um, whether that's uh, on the public domain or on the intranet with teaching modules and learning objectives. And mm -hmm. we used the template that I discussed from the two guidelines and inputted um, um, explicit statements from these curriculum documents and tried to basically fill each boxes to see which principles of social accountability were fulfilled explicitly and which weren't. And that's because um, from the literature, literature said about social accountability that anything that we, you do regarding social account accountability needs to be explicit. So we needed to find explicit statements which would then be carried out to teachers who would know exactly what values to teach their students. And then we used that and then we interviewed senior staff members which were either the co-founders of the school or head of education in, those, in both of those schools, and to ask us to give us more details about those strategies that we saw from mm -hmm. the curriculum analysis and also mm -hmm. some of the challenges that they encountered when trying to implement social accountability values. Because as we found, some values are, are quite difficult to, to transmit to students um, reliably and across all the whole student cohort. And in this year, I had the opportunity to continue the study and we tried to add a third arm to the study, which was um, interviewing students um, to basically say, look, this is what the school says they do. This is what they want to do. These are the strategies that they say they've implemented. What is your perception of those? Do you think they're successful? Uh, if they're not successful, why is that? What would you like to see further? And, and basically form a feedback look to see the outcome of those uh, strategies. Yeah, sure. And, and this is where we introduced our, our third medical school, which was Stellenbosch. Is that right? Yeah. And how, how far did you get with that? So back in August, we got contact with, with Julia Beast, which is one of my other co-supervisors co from Stellenbosch University, which is just outside of Cape Town. We got in contact with her and, and she was obviously very happy to participate because they, that school also has a desire to become socially accountable and they would like to investigate what their students' perception is. Mm. Um, so we got as far as the curriculum document analysis. Unfortunately, I was supposed to go out there to, to interview the senior staff members like we did last year and interview yes. the students. Of course, that, that landed with the, the COVID lockdown. So unfortunately, yeah. we weren't able to do that. Um, but yeah. we still got very valuable information from curriculum documents um, that we can compare and we can definitely, for Queen Mary, we can definitely draw a lot of, of of learning points from that curriculum, okay. even without having the benefit of talking to senior staff members. What would you say were your major findings? Um, so I'll, I can talk about Queen Mary um, first. Okay, about Queen Mary first, yeah. Um, so the, because this was the, the university where we were able to do all three arms of the study. Um, mm -hmm. So what we found is that 
um, Kumari had a very, from the explicit statements to the senior staff members and to the students feedback, um, Queen Mary curriculum had a great emphasis on community-based education um, from student support, which was experienced to be a, a great asset of the school, and also from um, drawing specific prevalent diseases from that population like tuberculosis and diabetes, and really em emphasizing them throughout that curriculum in a way that students felt that they were a lot more confident treating those diseases in the future than, than the rest of, the, of diseases. So that was a great point for Queen Mary. Um, on the other side, um, mm -hmm. we found that Queen Mary, even though expresses a desire to be socially accountable, um, there is definitely a lack of explicit statements, uh, whether that's in a mission statement or from um, learning objectives in each modules. And yeah. what that has resulted in is that students felt like their learning experience about social accountability values was very unreliable. It was very dependent on the, on the clinician and on the tutor they were learning from. And, and that was because those values were not explicitly stated in learning objectives. And so tutors didn't always feel like this was an area that needed to be covered in the student's learning. So it's, I think one of the main learning points is it showed us is that going forward, being explicit about the desire about, and about these values is, is a key feature of, of the future curriculum development. That leads me to ask you a question, which, which I know is a very sensitive question, but I think it's a question that, that we all need, need to ask. I mean, following the events in America and, and the death of uh, George Floyd, how do you think your work might inform some recommendations or, or how QM might review its medical program in terms of that? Well, even though in, in the recommendations from international guidelines, uh, racial justice um, explicitly isn't mentioned, but helping, okay. having graduates to be health advocates for the population they are serving is seen as a key attribute that students and medical students should, should learn and should have by the time they graduate. When we talk about being health advocates for the population, especially when we talk about the school from, from Stellenbosch in South Africa, but even Curtin yeah. in Australia, who yeah. made it an emphasis to, to be accountable for the indigenous population, um, racial injustice um, is definitely a, a theme and, and an issue that medical students should be aware of and should be taught in order to be more aware of these issues when they become practitioners and understand the health inequalities of the patients they will encounter, whether that's on the ward or in clinical in primary care. Now, within the research and the curriculum documents um, for Curtin and for uh, Queen Mary, it, racial injustice is not something that's, that's been outlined explicitly. But for Stellenbosch University, they have made a statement about um, accounting and, and for um, being advocates of racial injustice. Um, Okay. recognizing that in the past in South Africa, as, as we're all aware, that there has been significant uh, racial injustice. And so they are making explicit in their curriculum that part of being socially accountable means being aware of, of these issues for medical students. But they make it explicit. In terms of the future, uh, I'm, I'm not um, exactly sure uh, what, what to provide information. I might need more, more time yeah. to reflect on that because my research didn't explicitly talk about no. racism and investigate that. Racial justice is definitely important and is a key aspect of social accountability for sure. Other than not being able to travel to South Africa, what difficulties do you think as a researcher you found uh, achieving this piece of work? 
so obviously there's a travel issue. The second of it is we, we tried to work with three different universities um, about um, a topic that has a lot of different data collection methods. Um, we're talking to, to, to senior staff members, but we're talking to students and they might talk about quite sensitive issues. So obviously the ethical process going, going through getting ethical approval from three different universities in three different continents was definitely a challenge. It was always a challenge. A challenge. <laughs> um, yeah. um, the, the second thing I think was regarding the, the, the document analysis was collecting all the data because mm. a lot of it is on the public domain. But when, when we're looking at um, learning objectives and learning outcomes, that's only available on the internet and that's only available if you're a member of that institution. Um, so that was a bit more difficult to, to, to gather and to make sure that we had all of the documents available because we didn't want to, to make conclusions about a curriculum only for the institution to, to say, no, we do have a document outlining what you're saying is missing, but we just didn't collect it. So it was quite difficult to make sure we gathered all of the documents. So, so you've just about completed your um, student selected component this year. Um, what next? We, we just mentioned the issue with, with the coronavirus and that it's, it's kind of put a, a halt to, to a third of our, of our methodology. Um, so we would definitely like to, to continue that um, with Stellenbosch universities and, and get the student feedback um, on, on what the, their perception is on the effectiveness of, that, of those schools on Stellenbosch and Curtin University. Um, yeah. But secondly, we, we, just want, we just hope that this, this topic in medical education is investigated further. I mean, in the, in the last two years since we started, there has been a lot of published literature on this topic but it wasn't something that was so clear and so looked into when we started. So we hope that this drive for schools to be socially accountable and to be more aware of, of their surroundings, essentially, like to, to engage the community that they're located in and, and to, because there's, there's a lot we can learn from. We hope that this drive and this desire continues worldwide. And, and as a student, having completed a, an intercalated degree in, in medical education, would, would what do you think you've learned from that process? Uh, well, I've, I've definitely learned a lot of a lot about in terms of Queen Mary because that's that's where I am. I've definitely learned a lot about the importance of, of primary care. Um, I mean, I don't know exactly how much exactly how much I wanted to to work in primary care before this study, but that's definitely a career that I'd like to pursue now because I I've seen that primary care in England and, and East London is definitely um, something that is understaffed and and underserviced. But there's a lot of ways that we can engage with the community and do a lot of good. So that's, that's one of the things for me. And, and second of all, I think from that project and from the, 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 the work that we did as healthcare assistants because of the pandemic as yes. medical students, I've definitely learned the importance of working um, with other members of staff, but as, as, as healthcare assistants um, and working in a team because we're able to not only work as doctors, but when you work clo more closely with patients, you get a better understanding of, of their health concerns and their social concerns. And that's definitely an aspect that, for me, with that project has become a lot more important to me. It was a pleasure to supervise your project, Luca. Um, I definitely think uh, if we've got a double whammy there, if we've also got a, a first... Uh, uh, first class dissertation and also a GP in the making. What, what more could one want, hey? Uh, so thank you very much for giving your time uh, this evening to talk to us about this. Absolutely. And um, I look forward to um, a webinar 
um, with your other two co-supervisors, which will be coming up shortly. Um, so um, thank you for listening. And um, for uh, and I hope as, uh, as me members and participants um, that you'll be able to join us for the webinar. Um, look out for the details as they are posted on our website, um, asmebitesize at asme.org.uk. Thank you very much. <laughs>